Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. It is that time of the week, Being Brown Live. And for those of you that follow me, you've seen the promos for this session, and I know you are as excited as I am. So we're going to jump right into this. Dr. Elizabeth Carter is a director of finance for Highmark Incorporated in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a speaker, a trainer, and a published author. With over 25 years working in corporate settings in a financial discipline, Dr. Carter's unique combination of financial acumen and knowledge empowerment has provided her the opportunity to lead, mentor, and develop others in the areas of strategy, financial analysis, performance improvement, and talent development in both profit and nonprofit organizations. In 2016, Dr. Elizabeth Carter started Appeal, that is A-A-P-P-E-A-L-L-C, a company branded on her absolute passion for performance, engagement, analytics, and leadership. Women and men who feel unseen in the workplace coach with her when they are ready to make their voice visible. She empowers them with tips, tools, and resources that illuminates their presence and increases the profits of their organization. She offers training programs, facilitated sessions, keynote presentations, and one-on-one coaching to help individuals and companies. Her vision is that everyone will have access to the information and tools to achieve their ultimate goals. Dr. Carter holds a PhD in education specializing in training and performance improvement from Capital University. She holds an MS in education and an MBA in management and a BBA in marketing. Further, she holds the Chartered Property Casualty Underwriter designation and is a distinguished Toastmaster. See, I know you're excited. Just hearing all of that, I am extremely honored. Dr. Carter, thank you for being with me. Oh, thank you, Linda. I am excited to talk to you this evening about being brown at work. Yes, ma'am. So let's just get right into it. I mean, you and I met in a different setting at a panel and immediately had that connection of it having some of the similar, probably almost exactly same experiences being Black women in the corporate setting. So what I'd like to do is, is really just, if we could, help me understand, was there a a transformational moment? Was there something that happened in your career? What led you to creating Appeal? 
Well, I have been working in corporate for over 25 years in the insurance industry, and insurance is probably the most conservative industry out there, and I rarely saw A, women, and B, Black people. Mm. And I always knew early on that there would that would be what it was. I would have, just have to get used to not seeing that many, me mm-hmm. being the only one, and ensuring that... I could bring more with me in the future and at at least maintain my stabilization so that people wouldn't eliminate me or count me out. Back in 2016, I was laid off from my job. And at that point in time, I was just so tired. I was tired of being the token, tired of working day and night, trying to ensure my lifestyle and ensure employment because we always feel threatened every single day we go in. Am I going to get fired today? I've been doing Mm -hmm. a great job, but they'll find an excuse to get rid of me. I was just drained. And I said, well, you know what? Maybe I want to do something for myself. I have this passion and that's the reason why I went and got my PhD to help others. There is so much information that we don't have access to. And that's the theme of my books about having access. And that Mm -hmm. is the fact that there's a lot of information that we don't know, don't have, can't obtain. No one ahead of us can pass it back down to us. And I wanted to be able to do that full time. And I got my LLC and appeal is the acronym, as you said, an absolute passion for performance, engagement, analytics, and leadership because those are the four pillars of success. You have to perform well. You have to be engaged every single day. You have to know the numbers and what you do and how you do it and how it impacts the financials of your organization. And you have to be a leader. And my focus was to deliver those tools to others to allow them to be successful through me sharing my bumps and bruises, my lessons learned, my headaches, Uh my heartaches. And I really wanted to be able to do that full time. The challenge, of course, is that starting a new business is challenging. Yes, yes. And I was really working hard. I got the LLC. I had the website. I was working on materials and tools, but I didn't have any clients and I didn't have any real marketing skills and I needed to pay the bills. Of course, exactly. exactly. So when I went to my, I went to an executive recruiter and a coach, I paid money for that. She said, you know what? You need to go back and lean in with your strengths. With mm. it, which is your finance background and all those years of experience. And once you're in, you can continue to cultivate talent within the organization. So yeah. you're able to use your finance background to get the salary that you command. And mm-hmm. at the same time, make sure you volunteer for anything talent related. Mm. Oh, that's good. Now, let me ask you this, though, Dr. Mm-hmm. Carter. So, I mean, you mentioned, you know, in the early parts of your career, um, not being seen, being concerned about being overlooked. Uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of courage and confidence to, in spite of those concerns, as you just shared that your coach mentioned, lean in to your strengths and then, you know, raise your hand for opportunities outside of that. So, I mean, where did that come from? What what really did you grab onto that gave you that courage and strength to actually do that? And then appeal was birthed from that. Yes, yeah, so early on working in finance, 
when I would provide information and reports that I was passionate about and spent a lot of time creating, when you talk to non-finance people about the finances, you can see their eyes start to glaze over and like they want to fall asleep and they weren't getting it. Right. But I needed for them to understand because when we're in finance, we're trying to help create the results. We're trying to help change yes. the future from a yes. strategy, execution. And if you don't know what the numbers are saying today, you can't change your future. And I wanted to make sure that, and that's how I really wanted to make sure I was being heard because mm. what I was providing was valuable. So I had to talk about it in a way that people understood it. Yes. And once I enabled that relatability to that person's role, their position, what they do, and I saw the light bulb go off. I said, oh my God, it's just uh -huh. really a matter of talking their language and training them to understand what the materials I bring to them mean. Yeah. That's yes. how I found my passion for training, development, making sure not and the senior leaders, they get it. It's those of us who are working day to day at our desk, our yep. the line managers, our individual contributors, our managers, they need to get it also. Yes. And yes. that's how I birthed the appeal because that's the team doing all the work. The strategy happens at the top. They have yes. to cascade that down clearly to somebody at their desk to say, I know what I do every day matters. And I have a training called Cascading the Strategy to the Seats. And I help people at the Love top that. think about every department that they are working with and making sure the vision and the objectives that are at the top makes sense to people who are at the, doing the work. Oh, I so level. love that. I so love that because you we find that, I mean, before we were in the seats that we're in today, we weren't getting that information. And when we when we did get it every now and then, we didn't understand it because they weren't they weren't allowing it to be shared in the way that could be digested by us. So that is phenomenal, Dr. Carter. But you know, for the people that are that are joining us and listening to this and help them maybe understand what some of the critical tools and methodologies you implemented to be able to be seen as a value, a worthwhile contributor, uh, get beyond just being brown at work. Absolutely. So yeah. I have a methodology called PIVOT and PIVOT's mm. an acronym for providing information, value, or transformation. And we have to think about everything we do every day needs to do one of those three things. Because quite often, we may be doing that, but we don't even know. Because maybe our manager's not telling us how our work is, in real, is impacting what's mm -hmm. really happening in other places. Or we need to similarly keep track of this stuff on our own. I am so big about performance reviews. Uh, at nauseum, I like to make sure people are reflecting on what they've done mm -hmm. to align to their value. And quite yeah. often, we don't, they don't know what the numbers are saying. They don't know how their metrics are performing compared to their peers or compared right. to what the organization is, is wants. It's not until we're on action plan or getting ready to get fired that they finally tell you, hey, your numbers aren't good. <laughs> well, if I didn't know what my, my goal was, how can I be monitored against a goal I didn't know I had? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. See, that's invaluable. A lot of people shy away from feedback performance review time. They see it as a negative. And I, t I totally agree with you. There's so much value and there's power one in knowing, 
right? Power in knowing and so much value at having all of that ambiguity stripped away. And that what a perfect time to get on that same page with that leader. Share a little bit more about your pivot method. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is about the, the, uh, as far as like providing information. So really seeing kind of what your baseline was, like where you started and what has changed since you've been in your role. Have you created any incremental increases as far as customer service scores, uh, net promoter score? Have you gotten better in your quality? Have you increased the number of reports? Have Mm. you gotten more feedback from your customers? You want to be able to show incremental change to the positive Mm -hmm. in how you've impacted your customer base. And then the value similarly is what have you done to change other people's perceptions or other, how have you influenced people to create a change? And that could be a change in mindset, a change in direction, or even bigger from a transformation. Did you have an idea that went forward that totally changed the trajectory of your individual team or department or even a, a entire segment Again, nice. a lot of times our ideas, we have great ideas, we tell our manager and then they run with it and then they get credit for it. Yeah, that's or right. We have a lot of things we call it, they go into the black hole. You have mm-hmm. something you worked on, you hand it off and then you never know what happened to it. What did it, did it get used? Did it get thrown in the garbage? Did somebody take it and now they run with it? Right. We have to keep track of our own, what we've done. And I really focus in on that. And even quarterly, because we forget. I forget what I did in January already. I have to write everything down because mm-hmm. when I get to year end and I have to complete that form, I want to make sure I articulate every single thing yes. I did that added value, align it back to my responsibilities, and then even back to the vision and mission of the department or even the organization yes. because it has to align. That's key. Yes. What you'll also hear, they'll say to you, well, you've been working on this thing and nobody cared about it. Well, why didn't you let, why didn't you help redirect me to what is important? Because again, we all are doing a lot of busy work. Busy work. We're trying to make sure that we're, you know, we're visible and doing Mm -hmm. stuff, but sometimes Mm -hmm. the stuff is not the the right stuff. Right stuff. Yes. Yes. We have to always make sure we just check in to say, Hey, this is what I'm working on. Is Mm -hmm. this the priority in your mind also, because some priorities are different for different people. So we have to check in. And that's another way in which we clearly understand whether or not we are adding value or creating increases in improvements or transforming people. And and so Dr. Carter, would you, would you think that um, are there different avenues by which you can do that check-in that um, also a notification or education of people of, of the value you bring. I mean, a lot of people seem to would think, okay, I'm just going to talk to my boss, but I would venture to guess there's probably some value in spreading out your connections and who you're engaging with and who you're getting that critical information from as to what's important to the organization meeting, as you said, the mission and vision. Would you, would you agree with that? Would you recommend that there's value? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of times you want to even check in with your peers, those who Mm. you are working with on a particular project. And it's always great to give each other kudos about things that you're working on. And I like to make sure I copy that person's manager and they do similar for me. This way, it's not me touting my own horn. It's someone else recognizing what I've done, because a lot of times you're probably working on things 
that are outside of your day-to-day, we call it off the side of your desk. Yeah. And we want to make sure others who are, you know, controlling your paycheck understand what else you're working on. So I always try to make sure I tell the other person, hey, make sure you let my boss know what I'm working on. This way, A, he knows what I'm working on and B, knows that I'm doing a good job and C, probably adding value elsewhere, which Mm -hmm. still aligns to the overall company goal. So I always like to check with anybody who I'm working with. And mentoring is always a great thing because your mentor is also a great ally and sponsor for you. And they similarly have their own network and will continue to keep your name front of mind when they're having other conversations. So you create your network and they become your spokesperson also. Because they can certainly tell your boss what a great job you're doing working you on this yes. other project outside of your normal day to day. Absolutely. Relationships are everything. You mentioned mentoring. I'd like to just take a few minutes and talk about that. So, you know, what would be some of the ways you'd recommend someone to find a mentor? I would first one, look at someone who is where you would like to be. So if you're Mm. thinking you want to become a vice president, et cetera, look for someone in that role who you respect. You've seen them speak. You've maybe had a conversation with them at an event, or you don't know them at all. But there is something about them where you really want to get to know them and understand their journey. Also, there may be a leader who may have shared his or her journey in an open forum, and you're thinking, wow, that's really interesting. I would love to know how he or she got from point A to where they are today. And also, someone may suggest a mentor to you based on Mm -hmm. where they are seeing a particular skill set gap, or they Mm -hmm. think there's someone who can be kind of an external voice to assist you and have those what I'll call tough conversations yes. that they may not be able to have because you know they are your boss. So there's a right. many ways that you can find a mentor and they all serve different purposes. I have two right now and actually a third, a personal mentor. So as many other people who can tell you like it is or who can see what you can't yes. see in yourself. Yeah, very important because you it's don't know so your own spots. Yes, you don't. And I'm so glad that you shared that you have a mentor because I do too. Some people think when you get to these director positions or you've got 25 years like you have or 30 years like I have and I'm this vice president that, oh, well, they don't, they clearly don't need a mentor. No, that's not, it's far from the truth far from the truth. And I love the fact that you that you also shared that you have them for different parts of your life, your personal life, professional life. One thing you you kind of mentioned earlier, and then we moved on, and, and I've actually had my audience on regular occasion ask, hey, what do I do? You know, Linda, I'm, 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 I'm providing value. I'm doing great work, but my boss steals my work. My boss steals my idea. What do I do about that? Have you had that experience, Dr. Carter? So I've, had, share? I've, yeah. I've had, and what I always try to do, um, sometimes I may subliminally put my name on the slides, you know, created mm-hmm. by, or I will ask, and many companies are getting better at this now, they will allow me to present my own material to the audience. This way I am being showcased, I am being appreciated, and I'm the one best to speak to the information because I'm the one that put it together. It's (laughs) not helpful when you take something, you pass it on, and then they can't speak to it, and they come back to you. Well, if you would have let me go with you to the meeting, it would have been a lot better. So that that we try to do because, and that's that's about talent development. We have to allow our staff to be present and be involved and get the spotlight. 
we'll, we get spotlight all the time, but sometimes for the wrong reasons. Mm. We want to be able to make sure that, again, we get the time to showcase our work or even ask to say, hey, when's that meeting? Either, you know, I would love to attend in case there's a question or would you allow me to present? A lot of times, unless it's like a real top secret meeting, they won't say no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're you know, right. You don't have to be there. And now we're on Zoom. Yes. They don't even know you. You could dial in. They won't even know who it is. So there's yeah. ways that we can be engaged now in the virtual environment that might be mm -hmm. a little bit easier than we were in person. Because if it was in person and we walk in and like, oh, what's she doing here? What you know, she doing? And there's all this whispering and uh, right. going on. But most of the time, they will know why you're there. And they will say, you know, Elizabeth's going to present this information to you. And I do my thing. So yeah. You, just, you just have to ask. And you're right. You know, nine times out of 10, they are not going to say no. Right. I mean, right. they really not, unless there's some highly confidential matters that are going to be discussed or, you know, for whatever reason, multiple people can't be in the room at, above certain levels or or what or who wasn't on the invitee list. But I found the same thing. I love the subliminal created by. I've done that before <laughs> as well. Well, you know, we're getting close to wrapping our time. What I wanted to do, um, Dr. Carter, because you're, you're offering a fantastic um, opportunity for people who who can only get it when they listen either to this live on replay or when uh, the podcast. So I'm going to turn this over to you so you can share what you've made available for for this audience. Absolutely. So I have a little tab on my website, which is www.eac-appeal. That's two A's, two P's, E-A-L.com hyphen pivot. Uh, sorry, it's backslash pivot. If you go to the homepage, there's a, a button there too with advertising today's event. And what I do have on there's a worksheet because I really, how pivot came to be was the fact that as I am trying to hire and be involved in the diversity talent strategy, so many resumes don't have any articulation of the pivot. There's no value, mm. no information, no transformation. It's just, I did this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. So pivot was born from me trying to help people better articulate themselves in their resume. So on the website, I have a little worksheet for you to kind of just take a test around what is, what are you saying today? And what are some tips to help you say something better tomorrow. So that's one piece. And I have some other articles about especially women being better at articulating their value, especially in corporate. I also have a free chapter to one of my books. And I have, I've written actually two and a half, three books yes. both under the theme of gaining access. And access is both is twofold. Access means gaining access, meaning information. And access is also an acronym for activities critical to continuous evolution and success for self. And I have today, all through the first, which is Saturday, the ebook is on sale, 99 cent for one book, it's all 99 for the other. If you are a paperback lover on my website also, I have the link to purchase the books from me. So I have some great Beautiful. things for you to use to create your pivot and really think about what you're doing today in your job and how you can be a standout individual. Beautiful. Well, I put it up on the screen so it's right in the video for everyone to see. Please go to this website, download this, these awesome resources, and she's got them available, like I said, just for the Being Brown at Work 
audience. And I so appreciate you, Dr. Carter. This has been an awesome time together. Before we wrap up, though, I wanted to give you an opportunity uh, for you to share if there's, you know, some specific points, uh, four to five nuggets you want the audience to take away, or maybe even start implementing into their journey so that they can be seen and their value be recognized and help them move to the next level. I'd like to give that opportunity to you now to share that. Sure, sure. And I do a little weekly video. And the one area I'm really big on is the visibility. So, you know, I say we've got to be visible because if we're not visible, they won't remember us. So what I always say is first you have to speak up. And that means in meetings, don't just speak to, to hear your own voice. Speak with something of value, whether it be a question to understand better or something to add because you are the subject matter expert. So that really will showcase your value. Second, I say show up. And in this virtual world, people want to hide behind their their mute button and their video off. Mm. We have to show up because we have to let them know that we are in the room. I've met so many people since we've been home over a year who didn't know I was black till I got on this camera. Because (laughs) every time they would hear my voice, it would just be a voice because it would be a conference call, never Mm -hmm. video. And now I've been exposed to other individuals because I keep raising my hand for other things and I'm meeting different people. And I guess the name, which was strategic for my parents to say, I don't want you to be judged before you walk into the room Mm. and then they see you're black. The name, you don't know. So quite often people are expecting somebody else, I guess, mm-hmm. and, they see the name, and I surprise them. And then when I speak and I'm somewhat articulate, and that's my Toastmaster piece, that for some reason they're surprised. <laughs> uh, so I always say show up because you want to let yes. them know that you are here, you are visible, and you can add value. So yes. that's really the components because if we're not speaking up and being added value, they won't remember us. When they think about promoting people, it'd be like, well, she was in the room. She didn't say anything. Oh my gosh. So true. And the problem now with us all being at home, some of that visibility came from being in the office and seeing Mm -hmm. people in the elevator or getting coffee. So now we have to be very deliberate. And one item I said on my past this past Sunday is about networking. We have to now make sure we purposefully meet people on video because now we won't be introduced to them otherwise. Right. I, I had met so many people walking with one person. Like, hey, do you know Elizabeth? No, I don't. We got to meet. Let's get together, have coffee. We, we, we can't do that now. Yes. So we need to That's all right. be very, and I've had people already get on my calendar in the last three weeks because they, we didn't know each other. See, and we yes. have to create yes. our own network because we're all in isolation. And because we never saw each other anyway, now we're really not seeing really it. Really not seeing it. You got to be intentional about building that connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. then asking them, who else should I meet? Because that's how you expand your network. You know, so I'll give the person a couple other names. You should meet this one, that one, the other. And we're yes. all, you know, coming together and expanding our network. And that helps with the engagement in the company and the retention, because that's yes, another it does. issue is the retention. We People right. come and go. And I'm 
like I'm there with the company three and a half years. It's like a long time for some. Like, oh, you still working there? Amazing. Because yes, I'm trying to make sure I'm engaging and adding value. And if yeah. I if I leave, then that's one less. So we're trying to increase, not decrease. In there we go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful, Doctor Carter. Thank you so very much. Those were valuable nuggets to take away. I'm going to put back on the screen before we end this session that website that you mentioned. Please, if you any of you do not hesitate, go here and download this wonderful information Dr. Carter has provided. It will be transformational in your career. Dr. Carter, thank you so very much for your time this evening. It was an honor. And um, I'm sure we'll stay connected and see each other on the other side. So you have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Linda. Wonderful. Take care now. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.